O Lord, sanctify us by your truth. Your word alone is the truth. Since our good Lord has guided my step into the confessional Lutheran pastor, I've been enjoying the solid doctrine on salvation. We are justified by his grace alone, not by our doing. At the time, I was sick and tired about the hypocrite Christians. They said, I know, we know we're saved by the grace, but still, he needs our co-work, our doing. That is why I fasting. That is why I praising, I pray, I give my offering so that his grace fulfilled in my life. They still emphasize their religious devoted life too much. The Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary professor Gogol says about the trendy, about the pious believers in 21st century, our experiences and opinions about the message of Christ become more important than the inspired witness of the gospel itself. However, I have a dilemma now. I got a noticeable change in my life, which was that I kneeled down for prayer less often than before. I felt like the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well who had heavy and weary burden on her shoulder. Not always, but often I felt that way. When I preparing the sermon and preaching and teaching in my office, I felt sometimes I'd rather be in the sanctuary and raise my hand and pray to him. As like the psalmist saying, I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as parched land thirsts for rain. Let me ask you all, is that common for Lutheran? Is that the natural processing to be a confessional Lutheranism? Am I alone? Or you often felt the same way? As a parallel text today's gospel reading, the gospel of Matthew chapter 21 says, same passage, but that we add, it is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer right after cleansing the temple. Jesus caught the message from the book of Isaiah, chapter 56. I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. That's my prayer. I want to fill this house, Apostle Church, as a house of prayer. The first morning at Apostle, I promised the Lord in this sanctuary, well, Mr. Filler sitting right over there, I promised the Lord, thanks, Lord, for giving me a time and place and heart to serving you or to pray you. Lord, let me start my day from my ministry in the everyday apostle with prayer in this spot. 
Before I got a full-time ministry call from Apostle, I worked five days a week at the restaurant as a waiter, as a server, as a cashier, and was as a cook. And then I have a weekend my ministry also. Even though my major income was made by the, my cafe ministry, I had been trying hard to not forget the main purpose of my life as an ordained pastor. That was why I had joy in my church and cafe ministry. My wife Judy and I had to wake up at 4.30 a.m. every day and drove 50 miles to the restaurant. We drove on the 113 northbound, and then we always had a moonlight. Beautiful moonlight deflect on the ocean. First couple months, it was a huge joy. Oh, Lord, look at that. But after a couple months, ah. Oh. <laughs> Judy had to leave her little baby Claire in the early morning with her mother-in-law. I guess that all the moms in this century understand the feeling of when your baby wakes up and you can't comfort them. However, thankfully, my wife never complained about her restaurant job because we both had strong faith. God will give me, give us a full-time ministry in his time, in his plan. We both really wanted living in Jesus' great commission. What is the Jesus' great commission? We will know later today. I wanted to preach and go make disciple, whether I serving in the restaurant or not. The year of 99 was really busy for me because I established a new church on January 24th, and the next month I graduate the seminary, and the same month I have to marry when I was 23 years old pretty hard for me. And then, at the time, the common Korean churches has four regular worship services during the week. Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evening, and Friday evening. All for different preachings. In addition, we have six days week early morning devotions, Monday through Saturday. The pastors must wake up about the 4.30, and be prepared, and then our worship starts at 5 a.m. Whether I like that or not, I have to work up because in, it's in my job description. However, it was really good religious practice for me as a 23-years-old minister. When I was 23 years old, I woke up for 30 morning for devotion. When I was 35 years old, I had to work up at 4.30 for to work at the restaurant. I prayed in the car to the Lord that, Lord, I'd rather be in the sanctuary in this early morning as like I did when I was young. So I could meeting you and prayer and meditating with your word instead of driving to the restaurant. Now I am 39 years old. Too much information this morning. And I do not have to go 
a restaurant to serve and cook. Instead of chef coat, I wear nice shirts and ties almost every day. Now I have nice looking double-sided business card. <laughs> Living in a parsonage has been my long time dream. And that dream came true in his grace. Furthermore, I now proclaiming the word of God in English at Apostle Church, which is located in the world famous Silicon Valley. You don't agree. <laughs> Do you know where your Pastor Chung usually is at 4.30 a.m.? On a nice hybrid bed. It consists of half spring and half memory foam. <laughs> Maybe I am too comfortable. Forgetting my small promises to my Lord, which I made when I was in hard times. A simple human being's promise is really fragile. And I am even pastor. I frequently forgot or skip because I am too busy to stop by main sanctuary and sit the same spot and say, Good morning, Jesus. Thanks for giving me another day. Let's use day, this day as your instrument to proclaim the gospel. Now I spend more time studying and teaching Jesus' new command instead of doing it. How about you? How much time you spend to study his word instead of doing it? Our gospel reading today, Jesus went up to Jerusalem and got into the temple court since the time was close to Jewish Passover, there were lots of people there to exchange money and buy and sell the sacrifice offering items. Jesus cleansed the temple and he incurred the hostility and reproach of the Jewish leaders. Jesus wanted to remind the people the main purpose of the temple and church and worship and offering. The Lord says a couple times, stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. They are not to come near to serve me as a priest or come near any of my holy things or my most holy offerings. They must bear the shame of their detestable practices. Do you have confidence? Your worst part, your offerings, always Lord says, I like your food, I like your heart. After the clean up the temple, the disciples remembered. Holy Spirit helped them to remind the Bible passage, zeal for your house will consume me. It's from the Psalm 69. The part A, first part, Quoted by the Gospel of John, for Jill, for your house consumes me. And then the other half, the insert of those who insult you fall on me, is quoted by the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans, chapter 15. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insult of those who insult you have fallen on me.
Apostle Paul say general statement concerning the willingness of Christ to suffer to the cross because of his real obedience to his Father's will for us. Do you know Simon Seskin? Even I raised and born in Korea, at the time no internet at all, but somehow in Korean culture, we knew the game. Simon says. Let's do the Simon game a little bit. It's a world famous game. Simon says, raise your right hand. Ben, raise your right hand. <laughs> Simon says, put down your right hand. Great job. How about Jesus says? Somehow we easily feel this way on Jesus says. Since we are saved by faith and grace and by word of God, we do not really need to obey his commands fully. If you can, you better. If you cannot, don't feel guilty too much because we are already forgiven. We are already passing that. We are acting like we have an unlimited homework pre-pass because we already got a passing grade. If I say to my seventh grade kids, whether you're doing your homework or not, don't worry, I'm not going to give you B or C grade. I cannot judge your faith by your homework. You're going to be saved. They're not going to do my homework really well. Why? They don't feel I have to do it. Why do we treat Jesus says as a studying of subject instead of doing it? Didn't the triune God create the world by his command? What if I said to my daughter, Trinity, go clean your room? And then two hours later, he came back. She came back and says, Daddy, I study about your word. Now I know what's the mean to clean the room. Even I could say in Greek. <laughs> and I called my friend, please come to my house. Let's just study together. What about to clean the room? Could we treat the Jesus says as Simon says? What he's saying, do it, means do it. Obviously, we are not saved by our obedience of God's command. But Jesus reminds us the importance of a Christian's obedience. In the book of Matthew says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness and surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. As we understand, Jesus did not teach how could you go to the heaven. Now he emphasized already saved people, already justified people like you all for the saint. He asking for the sanctified life as a saved one. Instead of studying only, he asking you doing as a disciple. Jesus Christ, he summarized the law 
into the great commandment the two ways. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. That's the first greatest one. And the second is like this. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and purpose hang on these two commandments. The first one came from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. And the second one came from the Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. And Jesus also gave us a new command. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. But this, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. What's the difference is from the second greatest commandment and the new command? Did you notice that? Second greatest commitment says, love your neighbor as yourself. If you have a good will, if you have a money, if you have a good heart, please care them as yourself. But we always fail. But the new command says, Love one another, love your neighbor, not with your goodwill, not with your knowledge, not with your money, not with your skill, but with my love, what I have you, what I love you. And then you must do that so that people could see and think you are my disciple. There is a purpose of the command. Don't stay as a disciple by yourself. You are the one, now go make more disciples. Before Jesus' ascension, he gave us the great commission. Now I make you confused. The greatest commandment, a new command, and now we have the great commission. It says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I understand those two, those three, great commandment, new command, a great commission in this way. Can you love your God with all your soul and your strength, with your power, and your, with, with your ability? No. Can you love your neighbors, even your wife and husband, as yourself, without help? No. With only our own ability, we cannot obey the greatest commandment the answer must be no, always. That is why Jesus gives, gives us new command. We can only love our God as Jesus' disciple. We could only love our neighbor as Jesus' disciple also. These are the only possible when we are doing with Jesus' heart. The main purpose of believer's life is go and make Jesus' disciple. 
of all nations until the very end of the age, baptizing in the name of the triune God and teaching people to obey Jesus' command. Jesus promised to us, I am with my disciple always. The good thing is that he gave us great commission, but says, you're not alone. Whenever you bring my love and the word and then teaching and baptize them, I will be with you. I will be with you. He promised us. What if you teach the people and then make them obey the word of God, but we can't obey Jesus' commands first? I don't know I can do it or not. Now I'm teaching some martial art to the kids. I cannot kick the high kick, but how can I teach them the high kick? I only doing the low kick. And they teach them that, yeah, do the high kick with my word. It might be make sense. But I better show them the high kick, and then they could follow it. Good thing is that whether you are be or disciple, each person or not, Still, world is over there. Gospel is over there. The power of the word bring them the faith. That's true. But you know, Christian is effective to teaching them. You better be a role model as a saved Christian, as a disciple. As same as Jesus Christ himself, showing himself as a perfect role model for us. The main purpose of Jesus' church is to strengthen Jesus' disciple in an enriching mission in the green area. Our local church, Apostle Church, we're gathering together and worshiping him and equip the church to grow into the fullness of Christ. But from there, second step, we could do the great commandment, as we know, not by our own ability, but with the help of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, with his heart, we could do that. Love, and, love God and love others. And then from there, we could do the great commission. Go and make disciples. The same day of Jesus' cleaning, temple cleaning, Jesus healed the blind and the lame. The blind and the lame were saved. They solved not only their spiritual problems, but their physical body problems also. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priest and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temple court, Hosanna to the son of David. But the chief priest and teachers were indignant. I pray Apostle Lutheran Church must be the place, the people that boldly proclaim Jesus' love on the cross for sinners so that many people can solve their fundamental problems of their sin by faith. Apostle Lutheran Church must be the place and the people where at the house of prayer they pray like the tax collectors 
God, have mercy on me, sinner. Instead of the Pharisee, God, thank you that I am not like other people. But the text collector, let me read the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and gave a tenth of all I get. But tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I pray this apostle church could be the house of prayer of the tax collectors, sinners. I pray we enjoy our privilege as a true doctrine, Wisconsin Lutheran Church, but not like the Pharisee's way, but as a tax collector's way. Let us do what our Lord Jesus says with joy as our holy duties. Jesus promised us to be with us always he will give us the wisdom and strength to do his commission through the Holy Spirit. Whatever Jesus says, it must be, your answer must be, amen, in our lives. Let us read it together and do what Jesus says. Therefore, go and make disciples all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen.